Welcome to Crosspoint Community Church. We meet every Sunday exploring the practical, transforming, and relevant teaching of the Bible by doing life together. Visit our website at crosspointonline.org to learn more. Now, get ready for a powerful message from God's Word. I hope you've had a great week uh, as you've uh, shared uh, with loved ones or whether you're by yourself or whatever, but uh, it's been a good week. Uh, my normal week now is continuing to be, I'm in Roswell the first half of the week and then leave either Wednesday night or Thursday morning to go spend time down in Grady, Alabama doing the daddy care. I'll give you a little bit more report on that later, but sometimes we've got some amazing uh, caregivers, home caregivers that um, uh, really uh, God has blessed us with. Thank you for your prayers on that. Uh, but because of them, I can slip out and do a few things. And I want to show you, I think you'll see this on Facebook and Zoom, what I was able to do uh, yesterday and bring home. I was picking musky dines uh, and it was a lot of fun. Let's see. Uh, it's going to get up there eventually, I think. Let's see if that comes up there. Uh, y'all see that? Can y'all see that? Muscadines? All right, anybody? Okay, all right. So uh, what do you do with muscadines? Okay, that's a good church answer. Thank you so much for that. Uh, muscadine jelly. You don't like muscadine jelly? Okay. All right, so... <laughs> um, uh, about three gallons worth, and uh, we, we got after it, but it was a lot of fun. All right, a couple more things that are coming up. Uh, yesterday, the men uh, got together for our uh, Kingdom Man Herds Men Breakfast, uh, and uh, I'm reporting right now, uh, uh, it's kind of a, a write it in pencil, that uh, we're going to got to go to Grady Retreat, Men's Retreat, on uh, October the 16th and 17th. October the 16th and 17th. We're going to have some fun and some shooting and all kind of stuff. And, uh, and we've got a lot, a lot of space. Uh, and the reason for that is the big venue, the wedding barn is available. We can spread out. The hunting lodge is available. Dream Hill's available. The hangout's available. We've got plenty room for guys to stay. So uh, I also say this to our Facebook and Zoom uh, friends and family, if you want to participate in that, uh, Texas, uh, you know, tag, do something, whatever you do to respond and just let us know. And um, uh, we'd love to have you be a part of that. We're going to get some more information out. Also, uh, uh, next, next Saturday, uh, we continue to be reminded that uh, this is a critical time, really critical time in our nation. And so there is a, a massive prayer walk. Uh, that's being sponsored, you know, by the um, uh, Billy Graham organization, Franklin Graham, and it's up in D.C., and there will be, you know, tens and hundreds of thousands of people that will be there, you know, praying for our nation, demonstrating that our trust is in God. Uh, in my psalm this morning, in Psalm 20, I think it's the, the, the eighth verse, um, uh, the psalmist just right out there said it. it uh, nope, it was uh, verse number seven. Some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. So this, this prayer rally is all about saying, you know, 
we're part as citizens of America. Uh, we're, that's secondary. Our primary citizenship is in heaven, and we're just sojourners here. So, you know, we participate in the political system, and uh, we are grateful for America. However, our trust is in God uh, and um, the name of the Lord our God. And we demonstrate that by continuing to pray and show him our dependence and being obedient to him. And, um, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an awesome time. So whether you can go to D.C. or not, there are, uh, for the folks that are here, and we'll get it out to the rest of the folks, uh, showing you a little bit of information about the prayer rally. But I, I just want to ask that you pray, pray, join with millions of Americans in praying for our nation. Um, Proverbs 21, one of my favorite verses, uh, says, For the king's heart is in the hands of the Lord, and like the rivers of water, he turns it. Do we believe that? Do we really believe that? That, that the president's heart, the voter's heart, is in the hands of what we just want to declare our trust in God and just put it into his hands. So that's coming up. All right. Prayermarch2020.com. Some of you uh, good, sophisticated, techie people, y'all can, can type that in there somewhere. All right. Uh, well, it's good to see those faces uh, on Zoom. Uh, it's good to see the faces here uh, at Crosspoint. And uh, we have a, a great passage, one of my, my favorite passages that God has used in my life that we're going to be looking at this morning. And it comes from the Gospel of Luke. So those folks here, grab your Bible, open up to Luke chapter 5. Uh, Zoom folks, you have my permission, jump up, go get your Bible. Luke chapter 5, we're going to be ver looking at verses 1 through 11. Facebook folks, I can't see you, so I don't know, but you're probably going to go right now to get your Bible so that we can read along with this. Um, we're going to look to God's Word uh, together this morning. Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Would you join me as, as we read this together? One day as Jesus was standing by the Sea of Galilee with the people crowding around him and listening to the Word of God, he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon Peter, and asked him to put out a little bit from the shore. And then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. And when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the boat to come and to help them. And they came and filled both boats so full, they began to sink. When Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of the fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. And then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you will catch men. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. 
with God's word just fresh on our hearts, let's go to him in prayer. Father God, we thank you uh, for your amazing love. We thank you for your word, living and active. And today, we acknowledge your presence with us as we are gathered in this three-part fashion. <laughs> we're gathered here in person, we're gathered on Facebook, and we're gathered via Zoom. And we thank you that where you say where two or three are gathered, I am there. So we acknowledge your presence and we open our hearts and our lives to you and to your living word that you may do in us that which brings you glory, that you may do in us that which will astonish us, even as Simon was astonished and those with him at what you're able to do when we, by faith, obey you. Lord, I pray for massive obedience today on our parts, all for your glory and for our fulfillment and fruitfulness in this life. Lord, we ask also that you would use your teaching of your word uh, to bring about transformation in our hearts and lives today, and that as a result of today, we would know you better and we would love you more. For your praise, honor, and glory. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, such a, uh, an amazing passage uh, that we have uh, here today. And, you know, it's, it's, I like it because it's out in nature. You know, there's Jesus and he's teaching. He's doing, you know, what he does. And then uh, there's, you know, a lake. Love lakes. Got to like that. And while Jesus was doing that, he noticed two boats. There's two boats. And... Um, and I, I, those boats were, you know, uh, not occupied because the owners were out washing their nets, it tells us in verse 2. And, and washing their nets means, okay, we're done fishing. And basically it's this statement, I've done uh, all I can do. I've done all I can do. They were washing their nets and preparing them for later. And uh, so as Jesus noticed them, you know, he, it tells us that he gets in and he asks Peter, uh, Simon, to, to push out a little bit further. Uh, and that's one of those uh, uh, expressions where Jesus gets in the boat and he's sitting down and he's teaching the people. Uh, I'm sure there were a good, you know, uh, reason for that, you know, the audio dynamics of that. But also I like it because, you know, uh, as, uh, as a teacher, I can sit too and follow the example and the model of Jesus. So I'm sitting, you know, here today. Uh, all right. Jesus, have your book. So he says, all right, I want you to push out a little bit from the shore. Now, Simon could do that. Simon could do that. And it didn't take a lot of faith and like take a lot of trust. Uh, there was something different going on. And so Simon just responded to that. But it's in verse 4 that we have this amazing invitation uh, for him to experience, for Simon to experience a world that he could not comprehend. And it said when in verse 4, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Now, I like this also because it's during this season that we truly believe that God is calling us deeper still. He says, put out into deep water, go deeper still. God is calling every single one of us to go deeper still in our relationship with him in our obedience to Him, in our faithfulness to Him. But He says, now, I want you to put out in the deep water, let down the nets for a catch. So Jesus has already said it. He's promised it. He's, he has laid it out there. 
for Simon, but it's here in verse that, that five that we see a, a normal human response. Simon says, Master, we've worked hard all night and we haven't caught anything. And, and so basically what he is saying here is, um, you know, Master, it's legitimate. Everything he's talking about is legitimate. He said, we're tired. We, we fished all night, the best time for catching fish, for catching the fish. We've worked at it. We've employed all of our skills. You know, we are expert fishermen. We know about this. We've been on this lake for years and years. We understand it. And we've done it all night. And there's, 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 we're done. There's nothing. But, it, but uh, here, here's, the, here's the catch. He says, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. Um, because you say so, I will let down. Now, I don't think this was enthusiastic, like, you know, a kid at Christmas time. He's going, oh, dear, yeah, because you say so. I think this was a very reluctant response. We're tired. We're exhausted. We're weary. We've done what we can do. I don't really see the point of this, but because you say so. And here's what I want to say. These are six of the greatest, most liberating words that anyone can say. Because you say so, I will. Because you say so, Jesus, I will. And so as a result of that, here in verse uh, 6, it says, when, he, when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and to help them, and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. It's this above and beyond anything that they could imagine. You know, my cup runneth over, as the psalmist says. And that's the result of because you say so, I will. Even though I've done all that I can do, even though I don't see the point of this, because you say so, I will. Now, and it's in those verses that we see the amazing display of the power and the presence and the person of Jesus. And so it's really there in, in those verses that when Simon did this, when he said, because you say so, I will, he did not, uh, uh, he didn't have a clear understanding of who Jesus was. It wasn't as though he had been walking with Jesus, you know, all these years and, and had a history of living by faith and not by sight. He, he, didn't, he, it didn't, he didn't fully understand who Jesus was. But as a result, when Simon did what he said to do, it changed his world. It transformed his life. So, you know, it's here that in those moments that because you say so, I will, that Simon had a revelation of God. But he also had a revelation of himself. For in verses 8 and through 10, it says, When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' need and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. Simon responded, Jesus displayed his glory and his greatness. And in the midst of that, Simon says, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
you know, the way I've been, the way I've been calculating life, the way I've been trying to measure up and all this, wait a minute, there's a whole new formula. And he saw himself as he truly was in need of a savior, in need of transformation. But he also saw the glory of God in this. So it's a revelation of God and a revelation of his sinfulness. And when those two things meet, that's when our worlds are changed. And that's when God gets the glory. So it's, it's some good stuff here. So um, it's in this passage that, uh, that um, I, I really think it begs us to ask the question, uh, really a few questions of ourselves. As we're sitting here this morning, as God's word is before us, uh, you know, where are you coming up empty? Where, what situation in your life have, have you done all you could do? Have you, have you done pulled up your boat to the shore and you said, I've, I've done all I can do. This is the result. And it's just, it's just, it's an empty. Where, where are you coming up empty? Is it in a, is it in a relationship? Uh, is it having to do with, you know, you've tried to reconcile with someone or you've said, I've tried to talk with somebody about Jesus and it's just not happening. And so you've just kind of, you you said, okay, this is, this is reality. This, this is reality. Nothing's going to change. Um, what has you weary and exhausted? You're going to, you know, I'm just, I've tried and I've tried. I've tried uh, to have a greater faith in God. I've, I've tried to walk by faith and not by sight. I've tried to overcome this habit. I've, I've tried to overcome this dependency. I, I, I've tried to make a difference in, in this relationship. What has you weary and exhausted? Or maybe even, you know, when they pull their boats up, that means, okay, we're done. We've, we've given up. What have you given up on? Holy Spirit of God, because your presence here, would you reveal the answer to each of us in this? Where, where have we pulled our boat up? Where, what have we given up on? To ever really knowing God? Ever really being used by God? Ever being, uh, you know, able to understand God? What have we given up on? Um. You know, I shared, you know, you've, you've heard me talk uh, a whole lot about, you know, my daddy care time. So we're, we're bumping right now on two months uh, of since daddy, you know, fell out of bed and had COVID. We're, we're bumping on two months. And uh, unfortunately, uh, he's not getting better. Um, yeah, uh, over these last few weeks, he's, he's actually declined. And uh, in the early days, he could, we could get him up on his walker and, you know, he could make a circle around the couch. And now he can't, he can't get any more than like five or six feet before he needs to sit down again. And, uh, boy, it's just really wearing on him. Uh, and the truth of the matter is, is that he uh, is exhausted. Um, he is fearful. He is scared that nothing's going to change. And quite frankly, you can see through his actions and behaviors and through his, what he's saying is he kind of wants to give up. But um, we are there and 
you know, going, he goes, I can't move this leg. I can't take this step. And I say, oh, yes, you can. And so his, his response is, well, because you say so, I will. All right. And the reality is, is that I, I'm not in my dad. I can't do that for him, but he can. And I know the truth that he can. But because of the weariness and because of the exhaustion, because of the constant efforts and, and not seeing the results that he wants, it has locked into his mind that this is the way it's going to be. This is my plot in life. It's not going to be different. And what's true, listen, and what's true, what's true of my dad is true of us spiritually. You know, we start, we start thinking a certain way and it locks into our mind that this is the way it's going to be. This will never be different. I can't change that. You know, my life, I'm not going to be fruitful. This is my lot in life. And, and that's lies. My dad's not believing the truth. He, he, we, I'm able to demonstrate to him through his own efforts that he can, move, you know, he can really move those legs when he's sitting down. But then when he stands up, I can't, I can't move it. Well, he's believing a lie. And the more exhausted we are and the more we've tried uh, and the weary, uh, more weary we are, the more vulnerable we are to believing lies. And it may be that you're weary and you're exhausted from whatever efforts it has been in your life and your walk with God that you're just saying, I can't. But here's my encouragement for all of us is to hear what Jesus is saying to us and then to respond, because you say so, I will. Lord, what is your say so in our lives today? What, what are you... What are you saying to us. Now, I want to point out a couple of things here as, as we look at this. You know, so uh, the breakthrough moment for Peter uh, came, you know, when he just responded in obedience. It, it came, to, even though he didn't fully understand, he didn't understand everything about Jesus and who Jesus was, but he responded by doing what he said to do. There are a couple things that can keep me and you from experiencing the amazing miracle that John, I mean, that Simon and the people there with him experienced that day. Uh, there, there are things that can keep me and you from experiencing the provision and the revelation that God wants us to experience today. And number one, and uh, that is just stubborn pride. Say, I've tried, I know better, and, and not having the attitude of because you say so, I will. See, here's what happened. Simon obeyed, and as a result of the obedience, he saw the power of God. And once he saw that and experienced that, it, exchanged his, it changed his life forever. God is always wanting to demonstrate his glory, his power in our lives. And it may be through whatever situation it is that he is always wanting to demonstrate that in our lives. What is the because you say so that Jesus is saying to you today? And, and that's, that's the job of the Holy Spirit is to reveal us. I want to encourage you, Zoom family, just to take a minute and just say, all right, Lord, what, what are you saying to me? Where are you telling me to go deeper still? And then cast the net again, even though I'm weary, even though I'm tired. 
uh, even though I'm afraid. What is that? Um, it's in this particular passage that, you know, that, that we see that there, you know, are really those two key, key things is hearing what Jesus says and then say, because you say so, I will. Matter of fact, uh, I'm going to ask the folks that are here uh, to say that with me. We're going to say those six life-changing words together. Uh, let me say it first, and then we're going to say it together. Because you say so, I will. You ready? One, two, three. Because you say so, I will. Jesus. <laughs> Not me, Jesus. Okay. All right. Now, uh, that's, that's some great news. That's some great news for all of us. Uh, but it goes on from there, and it's pretty interesting what we see here, because we'll see this is early in Jesus' ministry. In Luke chapter 4, we saw that Jesus went through all the temptations, tempted in every way that you and I will ever be tempted, and yet uh, he overcame. Uh, and so, and now it's, it's, this is titled The Calling of the First Disciples. But look at what he says after this. So they had seen this amazing display of God's glory, fish, you know, just everywhere i've been uh, watching one of the things that i do a little bit more of while i'm with daddy is we uh, we check out a little tv mm -hmm. and uh but i'm looking i'm not watching soap operas not, that's not an indictment but i don't like them anyway uh, okay but anyway uh we're looking for stuff and and i found something that was dear to my heart it was these guys that are commercial salmon salmon fishermen and uh you know i yeah i love to uh we love to go up there and catch us some salmon, salmon uh, you know, with a fishing pole. But they were showing these, the life of the commercial, commercial salmon fishers. And, um, you know, they have days that they, they don't do good, that great or whatever. But whenever they hit what they call the mother lobe, you know, it, it, they have a hard, hard time. And it's just amazing. They just, ah, you know. Well, I'm sure that uh, Simon and the guys were doing that. They were all excited going, can you believe this? You know. The, Jesus is not just a good teacher. He is creator. He is sovereign. He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. Uh, and they're just throwing them in. Woo-hoo. And then all of a sudden, their boat started sinking. And, you know, going, what are we going to do now? And um, I'm sure that Jesus said, all right, we, we'll get you to shore. But uh, they were having a good time there. And uh, I can just picture what was going on by, you know, those pictures, those uh Alaskan uh, commercial salmon fishers who oftentimes get in the way of our fish, but I, I will deal with that later. I've got issues with them. All right, but in verse, uh, in verse 10b, it says, then Jesus, so after this experience, after uh, Simon had just gone, wow, whew, my life is forever different now because of this practical thing that has happened in an arena that I have always been an expert in, but I know that I, I don't call the shots. You call the shot. And then it says, then Jesus said to Simon, and it's interesting, don't be afraid. Why would he, why would he say don't be afraid? Um, I mean, Simon is a, you know, he's a master fisherman. He's an expert angler. You know, the, the, the lake is his turf, his territory. Fishing is that. Don't be afraid. He's saying don't live. Fear rule you. I, I, I like this. I like these words here because here's the deal. It's fear that keeps me and you from saying 
because you say so, I will. Fear keeps us from experiencing the abundance of God. Fear keeps us from being free. Fear keeps us from knowing the truth of who God is and who we are and His plan for our life. He says, don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So he's saying, this is a, this is a transition point in your life. He's saying, ah, this is good what you've been doing, but I want to I show you what's even more important, what's ultimately my plan and my purpose for your life is that you be a fisherman of men. I think this is relevant for us at this particular time because I really do think that for some of us, the because you say so and what Jesus say so is, he says, I want you to be my ambassador. And as we talked about a few weeks ago, I want you to enter their world and see life from their point of view so that you can tell them about Jesus. Don't be afraid to be uncomfortable. Don't be afraid to push beyond what you think you're capable of. Don't be afraid of going deeper still in whatever area that God is calling you to go deeper still. Don't be afraid. And when we don't let fear rule us, we experience the provision and the abundance that God wants to provide us in our life. He says, don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So look what they did. And, and here's the key. Verse 11, so they pulled their boats up on shore and left everything and followed them. So here's two, here's a, two keys. Here's a couple of keys uh, to, to our future, to not staying stuck and whatever the situation or the circumstance of the relationship, our life, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, whatever it is, two keys and, and not staying stuck, but in pressing on and allowing God to be our provision to where we experience the abundant future and for to that which brings him glory. And it's not just our comfort, our convenience. It's his glory that people come to know him, that they too become sojourners here so they can experience life eternal with him. And, and that is this. Just obey. Because you say so, I'm going to do it. Lord, because you said, go back, even though I've tried five different times to be reconciled, I will go back. God, because you say so, even though I keep fumbling the ball when it comes to me trying to, to be a witness of your love and your grace and your goodness, I will, I will go back and I will speak your wonderful words of life. Because you say so, I, I, I am going to, I'm going to do life your way. I'm going to do relationships your way. Because you say so, even though I don't understand it, because in this world right now, there, people have less and less of an understanding of the ways of God, the purposes of God, Has, with everything when it comes to marriage. No clue with what God has to say. When it comes to sex and when to have sex, no clue. And so just like, just like Simon, he's going, I don't get it. I don't fully understand. But because you say so, if we will bow before the authoritative words of God, we will experience the provision of him, the glory uh, that he deserves. And so they pulled up their boats on shore and left everything and follow him. So here's a couple of, here's the second thing. One, we got to just obey. What's he saying? 
Number two, let go. Let go. It may be a, a relationship. It may be an attitude. It may be a way of life. Uh, let go. It, it may be. It may even be your dependence on um, money and for your security. Let go. Let go. They left everything. There was nothing that was holding them back from experiencing what God wanted them to experience. Holy Spirit, what's holding us back? What are we holding on to that we need to let go? Uh, that's a question that He'll reveal. And then that's a that's a that's a reality that your heart will embrace whenever you encounter Him, because of your obedience. And He's calling each of us to obey Him today in some specific way. When Jesus gets in the boat with you, He does some amazing and awesome stuff. So, um, God, we just come before you today and we ask that you, um, Lord, just speak to our hearts just as you um, entered into Simon's world. And you took the initiative. And, and Lord, you, you didn't ask him to start off by doing something he couldn't do. You just, you asked him to, to push out a little bit. Lord, as, as you were in our life, Lord, you're, you're asking us to do that which we can do to push out a little bit, to, to look to you. But also today you're challenging us to do that for which we don't see the point. We don't, we don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. We're weary. We're tired. But you're speaking wonderful words of life to us today. And you're inviting us to, to experience the revelation of who you are in a new way. Our prayer today is that we would know you better and love you more. Today, Lord, as, as we respond by saying, because you say so, I will. Lord, that we will see you work in our life and then you invite us to let go of that which we've been trusting in or holding on to. Lord, I pray that uh, there are people today that are letting go of their pride. There are people that are letting go of their um, dependence on the things of this world. And I pray that as a result in this body, in this fellowship, that we would be fishers of men. You've not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. Therefore, today, Lord, we choose to obey you. Thanks for jumping in our boat. Now be glorified in our response of obedience to you today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. Uh, well, we're not done yet. Uh, um, there's an opportunity for us to respond to the Lord. I want to invite you to do that. Um, for some of you, it may be that you're on uh, Zoom or Facebook or even here. Uh, Jesus has seen your boat for a long time. He pulled up and he's in, he done got in your boat. He's in, he is inviting you to a relationship with him. But you've never trusted. And today is an opportunity for you to trust him as your Lord and Savior.
you're going, ah, I don't see the point. I don't know that. But once you obey, once you trust and receive him because he's taken the initiative, then you will see the revelation. It was after Simon's obedience that he saw the glory, that, he, that it made sense to him. And it's after your trust. You say, I, I don't get it. But because you say so, that I need a Savior, I will invite you to my I, I, I invite you to take that step today if you've never done it. Uh, Jesus, thank you for getting in my boat. But also, it's an opportunity for us as followers of him to experience his provision for his glory, but also to be the fishers of men that is so desperately needed in uh, our day and time and throughout history. It is very obvious that we need Jesus. Uh, so want to say, uh, see ya, Facebook family. Thank you so much uh, for being a part of our service today. I look forward to seeing you again soon. Let us know if there's anything we can do. Just message on the on the Facebook page if there's anything we can do uh, to encourage you, to pray for you, uh, to walk alongside of you in, in your relationship with him. So see you, Facebook folks. God bless. Have a great week. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at CCC Roswell. Learn more and find ways to get plugged in at Crosspoint by visiting our website, crosspointonline.org. There, you could drop us a line or submit a prayer request. Like what you hear? Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Thanks for listening. See you next week.